Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Rambling. Uh, yeah, let's take that from the top. <laughs> <laughs> Rewinds. All right. <laughs> Wrong show. Three, two, one. Welcome back to another episode of the Crown and College Ratchet Park. Ramblings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host, Bianca, and I am here to talk about Ratchet things today. Um, it is an honor to be here on this show. Actually, y'all, I'm bullshitting. This is Crown and College, brought to y'all by the Flawless Nose Media Network. This is Bianca, aka Tall Bianca X on your Twitter feed. From there, you can find my link tree. Um, and I had an AKA, but I forgot it. So I'm just kicking to Jeremy. <laughs> Thank you for the intro, Bianca. I am the other half of the show. I am Jeremy. Uh, I ain't got no, well, actually, I do. Uh, AKA uh, Orange over there looking kind of sus. Whoa, whoa, whoa. As a person who plays as the orange color constantly, I'm offended by that. So uh, <laughs> here's what well, I'm going to say. I saw you vent on that opening. And uh, that was a glitch. Nah, nah. You, you popped out and you tried to kill white right in front of me. Mm. I've seen it. Mm. Red can vouch for me. Red saw me. No, no, no. Red saw you vent. No, nah, Red didn't see me vent. Red saw me do the oxygen. All right, fine. I'm going to skip. <laughs> Listen, Among Us is a hilariously fun game when you are playing with people who also want to have fun. Yeah, it's when, it's great up until a point where people get weird about the fact that you were imposter once and won, so they just never believe you as a crewmate. Yeah, I, listen, you like I have listen, I have a whole server on Discord that I created just for this game, and I am literally a meme. In my own damn server, where it's like if Jeremy been alive past round one, he's the imposter. And you know what? At this point, I just accept it. Yeah. I so one of the things I use Clubhouse for, quote unquote, use it for is um I do play Among Us where we get like 10 of us in a in a clubhouse room and we just chop it up. And it's a it's a good little crew of folks that I got, a good little core um that we play together and they be getting sick of my shit because again, I'm a really good lion ass imposter in that i keep my tone even all the way through mm. although that has bit me in the ass before where i'm like you know you got uh two crewmates and one imposter left and then uh or you you know you report a body right and there's two crewmates one imposter left and i'm the crewmate and i'm trying to tell my other crewmate yo i'm not the imposter uh i did this and i did this so i got this you know visual task or whatever or you know so and so saw me and now they're dead and I'd be trying to explain, and I'd be calm the whole time, be like, yo, uh, so Cyan, any last words? And then Cyan get all hysterical on me and shit. And then my partner votes for me, mm. along with the imposter. Top top 10 enemy betrayal. You hate to see it. Yo, when it's your own teammate. I, I, uh. It'd it be your own niggas. I think the worst game that I, I've lost as a crewmate is me and a crewmate were together pretty much the whole game. Another crewmate and another crewmate was together the whole game. We got this, the imposter's partner out like round one. And it was the la very last round. And my buddy that had been with me the whole game, we were, we were together. He leaves me for one second, one second um, to go do another task. The imposter kills him, self-reports it. And then my fellow, my fellow crewmates don't put two and two together that, hey, if y'all two were together on the other side of the map, 
me and my buddy had been together this whole game. There were no kills done when we were together. He leaves me for one second and now he's dead. They did not put two and two together that the imposter killed and self-reported. And then I died the following round and we lose the game. I had one time uh, while I was playing and so I was playing the mirror map, right? Which is kind of like, if, you, if you're attentive, that map is Mirror really is the cool. worst map in the game. That's my favorite map in the game. So here's how I went. So me and a color went to the reactor together. And then another color um, came and basically replaced me, right? So like it was, so let's just say I'm orange and sign. Orange and sign went to the reactor together. Um, I did my one little divert power. I left, white replaced me. On my way back out of the Deacon Tam, blue saw me pass. White reports a body because white was the killer. And blue doesn't believe me that, hey, mm. I did one task. I left Cyan alive. White was still there. White has killed, you know, Cyan. And now they're dead. I explained it perfectly, broke it down, everything. And it was, we were playing, you know, on, on Clubhouse. So you could hear the person who was killed go, oh, Lord, I knew it was your ass. Um, without, you know, giving away who it was, but I was there because I went there with them. So I knew who it was. And I don't think I've given three explanations of what happened in this game better than I did that day. Five people voted for me. Mm. It'd it be like that. It, it truly be like that. like, y'all, I broke it down letter for letter. So my, my vengeance was, all right, fuck this. Y'all got to find the killers. I gave y'all all the clues y'all needed. And y'all ain't believe me. Five of y'all, like two, the two imposters understood, but three of my teammates voted for me, really? Um, so one of my other tasks was uh, clear the leaves. And that's what I cleared five leaves, and I just kept pushing the sixth one away from the O2 vent. <laughs> hey, you, you let them win again. <laughs> I let the imposters win. I was the third imposter that day. Cause... <laughs> On you, that's some, that's some shit you would do. That that is definitely some shit you would do. I I love Among Us, but it is, it is it is very much a um a very stressful uh game. It 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 very much is. Uh, my favorite map is Polis. I hate Mirror. I hate uh, Polis because Polis like every time I try, I've been trying to play Polis for weeks, and every time I try to play it, like you know, there's the 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 first round cooldown. I think is like ten seconds, right? Mm-hmm. And you better believe a body drops at 11 seconds and the report is done at 14 seconds. I never get to, like, I don't get to see more than like one section of that map at a time ever. And then, you know, they start you somewhere, you know, other than where you begin to, you know, where you begin to round at. So they start you somewhere else. So I got to completely reorient and figure out, okay, what yeah, the they fuck start you they, Like you, you begin the game at the top of the, uh, of the map in the landing pad. And then every time there's a new meeting, you start in the office in the, the office. middle of the map. That shit just confuses the hell out of me. Cause I'm like, yo, what is around me? What am I next to? Where is the task? Why can't I see shit? Like, how do I get into that gate? Because there's a task there. I see it yellow lit up, but oh, I gotta go all the way around. And the time it takes me to go all the way around, boom, another body dropped, another body reported. I don't get killed on it a whole lot. I will say that. I don't get killed on it, but I just I don't know where to fucking go. And yeah, I've I been know where everything that, is on everything. I've been trying that map for weeks. Not even bullshit. Like anytime yeah. I'm playing just like by myself, just wanting to hop in on a stranger's game, can't figure it out. That is my favorite map because I be checking them vitals and catching niggas. Like I see a body drop on that vitals machine. I'm like, okay, I have a question. Who was the last person that saw that saw X? Cause I just seen them die on vitals. 
somebody be like, well, I saw so-and-so with them and them. Up, uh, mm. Them and them, do you have a defense? Nope. <laughs> Drop you so into the line. I don't, I don't even know that those are fucking vitals on that map. I might just... <laughs> it's in the office. Just... Is it? Yeah. See? Learning learn something new today. I'll be damned. Yeah. Let me let me let me hop on a polis map now and uh just go in the in the training mode, obviously. I wouldn't fucking run a show trying to play play a game, but <laughs> you're amazing, Bianca. Anyway, but... this show is brought to you by the uh Flawless Noises Media Network. Please go to flawlessnoises.com and uh check out all the lovely shows we got available for you. We got over a dozen, so if you like what we got, we probably got something else you like too. So Get on over there, get to know our sound. We're doing this black creation excellence. So get your life together and get on a winning team. Indeed. This map, this map, this podcast is also brought to you by Among Us. <laughs> That's right. The number one, the number one online game. Play with your friends. All right, let's get into the show. Um, so in some good news, um, the Cleveland uh, baseball team um, is changing their name after 105 years, uh, citing three f- people familiar with the decision. The New York Times reported Sunday night that the team is moving away from a name considered racist for decades. The, the Cleveland baseball team have been internally discussing a potential name change for months. A team spokesman told the Associated Press the franchise has no immediate comment on the report. The Times said that the team could make a formal announcement later this week. It's not known when the name change will take effect or if the team has settled on a new moniker as of right now. Um, as you may know, and if, if you may not know, for years, Native American groups and others have protested against the Cleveland use, the Cleveland's use of Indians um, as well as its name, as, as well as other imagery by the American League charter franchise. Um, Later, the team removed the contentious Chief Wahoo logo from its caps and, jer- and jerseys, but the smiling, cartoonish mascot has remained popular and merchandise is still being sold in its image. Uh, so, yeah. Hopefully, maybe, possibly soon, the Cleveland baseball team will go- get away and do without all of that um, forever. Um, a day late and a dollar short, but hey. Take the, I, I say it's about 50 years late, but you I, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Strokes, folks, not as she goes. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you know, you know, the only thing, the only thing, um, the only thing slower than racism is money. <laughs> hmm. So justice, but also that, um, but yeah, because I mean, it's it's been time that they changed his name, you know. Just like the Washington football team, like many Native Americans have, you know, activist groups and just Native Americans generally have said, hey, this shit is racist. And y'all need to change this shit. Um, Again, hella late, hella late. But, you know, with the year 2020 has had, you know, small W's, you know. Yeah, you really got to celebrate all victories, like for real, in 2020, because like this, this barely even constitutes being called a victory in any you know useful sense. Honestly, yeah. In the sense of well, shit, it took them this long to do the right thing. Then yeah, it's 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 kind of a victory. Kind of. We don't again, like I said, perfectly clear. We don't like calling it that, but 2020 has dealt us such a uniquely shitty hand that. 
we kind of grasping for straws at wins at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, again, it's not like we're giving the Cleveland baseball team kudos because, like, nigga, y'all could have been done with this shit. But, right. you know, again, we're grasping for small wins. So, right. And, and we, you know, and, and when somebody do the right thing, we, we tend to be the ones to say, hey, at least y'all did the right thing. Right, yeah, which is to, the barest of minimum that you could do. Right, we ain't finna throw you a parade or no shit, but we'll we'll acknowledge. Okay, here y'all go, y'all doing the right thing. This is a step in the right direction. We'll give you that much. Right, like we're not finna throw you a bouquet, but we'll give you we'll give you we'll give you a nice church hood. Yep. Well, so no, what you not, so what you think they should call a team? What should they call the team? That is a good question. I do think that they could. Because, okay, so y'all already got the Cleveland Cavaliers, right? So I feel like they could get away with something Cavalier-ish, like that, you know, that Knight Squire-ish kind of thing. I think they could get away with that. Not necessarily, like, Cavalier-like, but they can, I mean, shit, use T.I., use the thesaurus. It's a synonym for Cavalier somewhere in that motherfucker. (laughs) Uh, yeah, see, I don't know, because I don't know what makes a good baseball team name, because you literally have the Reds and the Red Sox and the White Sox. I, this is true. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Like they literally named teams after the color of the socks they wear. Um, yeah, this is true. Let's see. So, do they have any? So, you know, there's a team named the color of the Reds. Whoo, child. I don't know. Mm. Like the Cleveland. I don't know. Pioneers are still kind of colonialist. Um, so yeah. you can't even do that. And yeah. you know, really, Cavaliers kind of you know that that's walking a, a tightrope. But I'll let it slide because you know, again, I think Cavalier was more gender neutral than we um, maybe realized at first. But I don't know. I don't. Again, I don't know what goes into making a good baseball team name. They might become the Cleveland Greens. For all I goddamn know. All right. I mean, they'll come up with something. Again, anything is better than a racist name, so. True. So, there, there's there's that. There's so, what else? What else right. we got? So, uh, well, next up on the... Sorry about that. Uh, next up... That's all good. Uh, <laughs> so, Bianca, do you remember the group Pretty Ricky? Um... <laughs> The only thing I honestly know about them because I was of an age where like you wasn't about to catch me listening to five niggas called Pretty Ricky. <laughs> um, and ain't nan nigga in the gr- in the group pretty. Or or named Ricky for that matter. Um, <laughs> which which is the real irritation point for me with them. But no, the only thing I know about them is that them little boys used their song to hump them Ottomans all them years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that was a dark time. That was a very dark time. The wild thing is because the username of the person who uploaded it was so, was so short, I remembered it. Like that shit just burned into my brain for all eternity. Mm. And so I always know how to get back to that video, which is not something I'm proud of. Fair. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, those were it was dark times when niggas was using Pretty Ricky's songs to hump the air. Um, but it seems like it's dark times for a member of the group today. Um, Pretty Ricky's Spectacular Smith was arrested at Disney World after an alleged altercation with a theme park employee. 
In a police report obtained by U.S. Today, the Orange County Sheriff's Ooh, this was Orange County? Ooh, nigga. Mm. Um, <laughs> the Orange County Sheriff's Office confirmed the November 29th arrest, listing the offense as a misdemeanor battery charge. According to the report, Smith intentionally touched or struck a worker at, at Disney World's annual Kingdom theme park in a verbal altercation over Smith being removed from a line due to jokes about COVID-19. Put a pen in that. Uh, Smith walked past the worker, uh, simulated sneezing while saying the word coronavirus, and he and a companion walked towards the ride. The arresting officer reads, uh, the worker told Smith that he was not funny. Um, Smith said, <laughs> I thought it was. Uh, the, the worker reportedly asked Smith to leave the line multiple times, and he refused. At one point, Smith allegedly turned and punched the worker on his right side jaw and right temple area, which the worker said caused him to stumble and fall to the ground. Um, in his Instagram stories post, because already because of course, uh, I Instagram is like the celebrity iOS press release. Uh, the quote: "The media will put out a one-sided story without that. The media will put out a one-sided story even without facts because they enjoy demonetizing our demonizing our culture and bring us down." It said, uh, there's two sides to every story. Since this story is bigger than me and the color of my skin, I'll wait till my attorney gives the green light. Thanks for your support. Love, P.S. Y'all know my character. Uh, well, uh, we don't know too much about your character, to be perfectly goddamn honest. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I know. Say, uh, like, I when, know when, when, when the last time you heard a, a Pretty Ricky song? Uh, I the last time I heard a Pretty Ricky song was when they played it as like a flashback when that when half of Pretty Ricky was on fucking Love and Hip Hop Miami, which that show was awful. Uh, even by like Love and Hip Hop standards, that shit was that. Strange. That sounds disgusting, to be honest. <laughs> it was. It was. It was not. It was not good. They. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Nah. Mm -mm. But anyway. Um, well, uh, that's all we have for that as of now. Now, what I will say is, um, Mr. Spectacular, you wouldn't be in this mess if your ass was standing at home at the first goddamn place. Hello. We're in a whole goddamn penicillin. And nigga, this was on November 29th. That ain't too goddamn long ago. You wouldn't be in this hot water if your ass was quarantined and staying your motherfucking ass at home instead of being at goddamn Disney World. Yeah, th these decisions these people is making is really weird lately. So right, I want them so, to get their shit together. Right. So honestly, I'm going to keep it real. Even if there are, as he says, two sides to a story and this is some bullshit, I don't have no sympathy for you because, again, you should be at the damn house. Go your ass home. You just seen here, we, we couldn't even have the Keisha Cole Ashanti versus because Ashanti done caught the Rona because she was goddamn traveling in like four goddamn different countries and shit. Which, by the way, we didn't even talk about that on this show, to be honest. And I forgot about it. I meant to bring it up. Uh, if, if we have it, if they reschedule, so who you got, Keisha or Ashanti? I got Ashanti, even though Keisha made my favorite songs between the two of them. Ashanti just got she got more. That's that's really what that boils down to. Yeah, like like I said this like when the news first broke and I repeated here. Like if Shante is if Ashanti is allowed to play J Lo songs, which are really just her songs, this is gonna mm -hmm. be a wash. 
See, yeah, because like I said, Keisha, Keisha, she got like out of the, the between the two of them, she has my favorite songs. So like, yeah, I, I, I like if you ask me to rank them, song one and song two are Keisha Cole songs. But if you ask me who's gonna win this versus, I gotta give that to Ashanti. Yeah, yeah, because I feel because like the the internet likes to like make fun of and have revisionist history about Ashanti, but like. Nigga, there was one point where you couldn't hear a damn song and Ashante not be on it. Yep. Yeah, she yeah, she had like that run from 2000, what, two, probably 2001, 2002, somewhere in that range to like 2006 was pretty strong. Like, again, the yeah. songs themselves, I mean, you can qualitatively make whatever argument you are interested in making. Yeah. But yeah, she she had the songs. She had the bops. Yeah, Murder she, was cr- she was cl- critically acclaimed for a reason. <laughs> Yeah, murder ain't get right by her. I I say that. Yeah, well, in in that department, in other ways, not so much. But right, yeah, they, yeah, they they made sure she had a hit on deck. Like, the, yeah, yeah. If nothing else, Ashanti was gonna have a hit. Uh, but yeah, again, stay. I listen, listen. This is like fucking Game of Thrones on that walk. A walk of shame. They had Cersei in shame, 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 shame. Stay your motherfucking ass home. We are in a whole Panasonic. Yes, we are in uh, the Pangea. We are in the Pan Pizza. We are in the Panera Bread. Stay home. Hello. All right. Uh, get, better, get well soon, though, Shanti. Yeah, get well soon, Shanti. Um, next up, uh, let's talk about um, Mr. Set, um, husband. Oh, what he did now? To Mrs. Set. Well, it seems like he on his best behavior. Okay. Uh, he is coming to his wife's defense um, in a brief encounter with TMZ on Saturday. The rap star responded to Snoop's dog, Snoop Dogg's comments about Cardi and Megan's um, latest hit, WAP. Um, in a new interview with Central Central Ave's uh, Jalissa Bermudez, Snoop Dogg, 49. I love the fact that they were emphasizing this nigga's age because that is going to be key in what I got to say. Uh, said he feels the song's lyrics are a bit too explicit. Um Mr. Set said of, of his wife, she's grown. Um, I don't get in females' business, so I'm just going to say I hate when men do that. He also added that there should not be a double standard when it comes to the subject matter in male and female artists' music. Quote, as rappers, we talk about the same shit. Men can't speak on women. They're too powerful, first of all. First off, there's a lot of women empowerment. Don't shoot it down. We never had this many females, female artists running shit. They're catching up to us, even passing us and setting records. That song is two women on one record. That is a very successful record, Mr. Set said, in defense of his wife. Um, good for him. Uh, good for him, but as always, I do... I'm not going to say it's necessarily performative, but... Mr. Set also has thrown shade at his own wife over this damn song. Uh, his goddamn self. Um, but at the same time, like I get like him defending his wife, which is a very um uh fresh reprieve from him constantly embarrassing his wife. Right. <laughs> um so, I mean, I, again, you know, the North remembers, I mean, this nigga was on fucking Instagram and Goddamn Twitter, um, like making fun of Cardi, like 
when she like I remember one video um like he posted that we did not need to fucking know uh well she was cleaning and shit and he was throwing shade like that wop that wop that wop ain't keeping you from cleaning and cooking and shit that's you know so it's like you, I you defi- I hope that was tongue in cheek yeah like I mean I, I get trying to give him the benefit of the doubt and I and I agree with you that one would hope, but also this is fucking offset. Like he yeah. don't have the best track record, which is nobody's yeah, own fault but his own. But you know his what own. I mean? Yeah, I'm, I'm not afraid to use the word hope there. But yeah, no, nah, that that was like, especially you know because everything was going on at that time. Like that was like that could have got real goofy real fast. Yeah, like that was possible. at like kind yeah. of the the height of them like being in shit with like they marriage and shit. So it's like. On the one hand, good on you for defending your wife, but on the other hand, it's like you also have shaded your wife for kind of the same shit. So, <laughs> but more importantly, um, Snoop, nigga, you are the same motherfucker that was on the chronic with Dre. Like, <laughs> you talk about some shit too, God. First of all, nigga, you are fucking 50. First of goddamn all. You are the same nigga that made doggy style talking about some lyrics too goddamn explicit. Boy, you are too old, you're dressed too goddamn long. Shut up, Snoop. <laughs> Shut up. You ain't got the range. You ain't you ain't got the range. You ain't got the range, and the call about explicit is coming from inside the doghouse. Yeah, Niggas. I thought that was. I thought that was weird, if only because Snoop has, like, his repatriation story, right, where, like, you know, he was wanted for murder one, and, <laughs> you know, he 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 beat that shit. I, I, again, I don't know what that says about the justice system, but he ain't in jail for that shit for the rest of his life, so, you know, it's not nothing, but I don't understand how you can be aware of just how, in the balance, your life, you know, has once hung, just to turn around and do this with it. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't I don't like, like this. Like nigga, you was affiliated with Death Row. What the fuck you mean? <laughs> Some shit is too explicit. Just, just uh, Snoop, shut up. <laughs> shut up. You are 50, nigga. Go be a goddamn family man. You ain't got no damn business listening to fucking WoW. You and nobody, nobody you cool with either. Exactly. Nigga, go 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 somewhere and cheat on your wife some more in peace. <laughs> uh speaking of cheating. Yeah, yeah, no, I yeah, I I didn't I didn't like that energy from Snoop. That wasn't that wasn't a good Snoop moment. It was not a good Snoop moment, but you know, again, good 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 on offset for being on his best behavior. I I will say that. Uh Moving on, um, if you were seeing, if you were hoping for Sister Act Three, well, you are in luck. Um, Sister Sister Act fans were given hope earlier this year when the movie star Whoopi Goldberg revealed there was an effort to make a sequel happen. Now Disney has revealed the project is official. Sister Act Three is in development. In a long stream of tweets on Thursday, the company revealed its slate of upcoming projects, which, nigga, Disney is rolling out every motherfucking thing. I mean, every motherfucking thing. Uh, Disney getting deep in the bag. Uh, they are the bag. Yeah, right. 
Uh, Disney's tweet about Sister Act 3 revealed Goldberg will star in and produce the film, with Tyler Perry also producing. The film will premiere on Disney+. Plus. Um, So, two things about this. I am... Sister Act and Sister Act 2 are definitely, like, they are staples of, like, black culture like our culture like niggas niggas love sister act and sister act two yep. i mean niggas love them two movies it me i'm niggas so um i'm happy like i was happy like if we never got a sister act three i would be happy because again one and two classics one but and two yeah I, they hold up so yeah they just yeah they actually yeah they do they hold up still today because like some stuff you know we love when we was younger in 2020 with you know Better, hopefully, better lenses. We like, ooh. But I don't sister- know about this. I saw, I saw a cartoon about that recently, where somebody was like, "Oh, look, having a nostalgia moment. Let's watch this movie from the '90s." Oh my god, was that a insult to gay people? Oh my god, why is this character feeling like they have to uh, dress up as a woman to whatever? Oh my god, like yeah, and it was just this this cascade of just like, okay, maybe the feelings weren't so good. What are we doing here? Yeah. But uh, for Sister Act and Sister Act 2, though, they stand up. Like, you can watch that whole way through and not cringe like once. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was happy if we never got another Sister Act, but I am excited to see 3. I'm not going to lie. However, <laughs> I I trust Whoopi. I don't trust Tyler. That's what a lot of people are saying. That is more or less the exact criticism I've been seeing a lot, which is... And I share that... See, I didn't even know people were were saying that. So you telling me this and me just having that opinion on my own, I I agree. Me and the people are in agreement. I trust Whoopi. I don't trust Tyler. And the thing is, they're saying they don't... Like, it's really... What it's really boiling down to is they don't know which direction Tyler is going to go with it. And I'm like, that's... Like that that's that's a lot to just sort of lean on, but it makes sense to lean on it. If that, you know, that I was about to say if that makes sense, but that no, I get it because it's like it's like if anything, I don't like it, it like Whoopi is producing with Tyler, not Tyler has creative control. You know what I'm saying? Like they are, you know, co-producing. And I also, you know, obviously, you know, working with a lot of other people, and like I don't like, I don't think of something produced by Whoopi and then I think for Color Girls. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, but at the same time, you can never truly know what Tyler is going to bring because I, I mean, the movie that I just used as, as an example, for Color Girls, I did not know what the fuck that movie was going to be until I watched it and it's like, well, this is just let's punish black women and give them AIDS for for daring to have sex. You know what I'm saying? Like, you never know with Tyler. And it's it's warranted skepticism. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that, that makes total sense, right? Because, again, he has shown that sometimes he takes a little bit too much creative license with the films or with the you know, with the message of the films. And um, yeah, you hope that in this case, that is, it's not a situation where it is all him all the time. Yeah. 
But at the same time, you never know. So I'm hoping it's a situation where he he basically allows Whoopi to take the forefront. Yeah. And help as it I hope he helps instead of directs. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um so yeah. But uh, again, I listen. I'm, I'm. Some stuff I wish you know we would let die, or, or not necessarily die, but stay in a certain uh, space in a certain frame of time. Um, but with Sister Act, I'm, I'm confident a Sister Act three could be good. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't feel the same skepticism as I felt with Coming to America two, for instance. Right or 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 I put it like this: I don't think this is gonna be a Rush Hour three. Oh, you didn't like Rush Hour three? Okay, let me say this: I didn't hate it. Right? I mean, Rush Hour two is my personal favorite between the you know between the series, but same. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't hate three. Um, I don't remember much about three to be honest. I think that's why I don't hate it. But I don't <laughs> yeah, I think that's. Why. <laughs> It was three is it had some it had a couple of moments, but overall yeah, yeah nah. <laughs> you know that you but rush hour three was basically uh the uh the comic view hashtag on Twitter, basically. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Like I, I think it, it was the one. It was I can like I can acknowledge it as probably like just a cash grab, right? So yeah, it it was it, and it and it shows. It shows. It's like Ocean's Thirteen. Ocean's Thirteen was a cash grab. Yeah, so like let's let's get this ensemble cast together. Let's get this bread one last time and have some fun. Yeah, and see the problem with Rush Hour Three is they tried too hard to have fun where it just came off. I, exactly what we was talking about, like older movies where you look back and you cringe. Imagine that, but with a fairly recent movie, and that's Rush Hour Three. Because mm. I mean, let's be honest, like racial humor had always been part of Rush Hour, the Rush Hour franchise. But with one, with with one, it was like. It, it was it was like blatant. I'm not gonna lie on that like it wasn't, but it wasn't like overbearing if that makes sense. With three, yeah. shit. <laughs> With three, they was like, we are gonna go full minstrel. We are gonna go full. Let me not say that. Um, but you know the word I'm thinking of, like the, the one for like uh, the Asian community that they went like full with it. They leaned into it like hard in Rush Hour Three, and it's it's the it's I'll put it like this: it's a blessing that you don't remember much of it. <laughs> uh, All right, well, let, moving on. Uh, speaking of stuff that uh, one would hope they forget, um, Miss Sandra Denton, um, aka Pepper from Salt and Pepper, is taking legal action against a doctor she said left her botched. According to TMZ, Pep is suing Dr. Davis uh, Saya. Um, I hope I pronounced that right. Um, S A Y A H. I hope I pronounced that right. Um, we'll let it right. 
after he convinced her to get multiple surgeries to repair damage done to her body after being in a car accident. She claims the doctor scarred her for life and now she has to go, she has to undergo even more surgery. Uh, Denton was referred to the doctor in 2009 after she was involved in an Uber car wreck in 2018. The rapper says the bio, the biopolymer ejections in her bottom shifted due to the accident and caused her pain. According to Denton, Dr. Sayer allegedly told her he could help her, but he did the opposite. The complaint, the complaint obtained by TMZ says one procedure he performed made her buttocks hard and lumpy, which made her, which caused her issues trying to perform on the stage. Um, Denton says that instead of removing the material and butt implants, the doctor recommended smaller ones. However, she was not in favor of the idea because she did not want a smaller backside. Hmm. And here we have lawsuit. Uh, she because she had to apparently she had to go uh, undergo another surgery, which was as recent as February of this year, um, and that wish didn't go well. And so she's suing. She is fed up, and she is suing the do- the good doctor, um, and taking his things. Um, whew, um. That 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 surgery, man. That that surgery. It is. It it, it can be a doozy. It can be a doozy. Like I'm all listen. We, we don't buy the shame on this show. We don't shame plastic surgery. Uh, what I will say is, it can if you. It when you when the work is good, it's good. But when it's bad and shit like this happens, it is bad. So bad. Right. Because immediately as reading the article, the first thing I thought thought about the order, the first person I thought about was Kay Michelle and her surgeries and all the stuff she had to go through with that. Which put a pin in that. Put a pin in that. Come back to it. Um. But yeah, I mean, if 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 Pippa is in so much pain and like after my thing is though. Like who? One who recommended her, and two, did she not see any work or reviews about this nigga prior? Because yeah, I do just, be wondering that sometimes. Yeah, because this just seems like too much shit for like. Like I'm not trying to victim blame here. It just seems it for me. Okay, like if I was to get surgery, and somebody recommended me to this person, I would. Like, like I would take that recommendation, but I will also have to get like a second recommendation, and maybe even a third. Like I will have to see some, some, some receipts before I just because with something like this, like you do go to this man one time, and now you don't went like eighty four goddamn times, and you in more pain. Your body, your body is, your body is like girl. I don't know. <laughs> and now you got to sue this nigga. Like it's just too much. Yes, indeed. Yeah, no. I well, like as a person who thinks about how I might well my own body modified, this brings pause to me because it's like, what if the doctor fucked something up and I gotta just live with that shit for the rest of the time? Like, right. If things happen to my body because of just like the hormones are taken, it's one thing. But like, I go under a knife and then I gotta go under a knife again. Mm-mm. You not want right. I got, not judging those who do. Just saying, I don't think I'm in a position as a person who you know has a good reason to to do that. So, yeah, 
Yeah. Well, this is hoping it can, Pippa can get it resolved and hopefully she don't have to go under it again because that's like what? That's like four surgeries, four surgeries, surgeries within like two years. Yeah. Oof. Jesus. Um, but I said put a pin in that about K Michelle because uh Hey, this is Bree of Mama Meets World. Every two weeks, my show is live. It's a safe and special place for Black mothers and the people who love us. So for more about the Black motherhood experience, make sure you subscribe to my show. I'm sure you'll love it. Thank you for supporting the Flawless Noises Media Network. You can visit FlawlessNoises.com for more information on our other wonderful shows. You can also connect with us on social media. Search for at Flawless Noises on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Go to FlawlessNoises.com store if you're interested in purchasing some merchandise. And if you really love us and would like some bonus content, subscribe to our Patreon. With $5 and $10 subscription levels, you're bound to hear something you like. Go to Patreon.com FlawlessNoises for more details. We thank you for taking the time to listen to our shows and supporting your favorite hosts. Please feel free to share with your friends, family, co-workers, and more. Flawless Noises Media Network, get to know our sound. And now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. Okay, Michelle was on the social medias last week um, defending Robert Kelly. Um even though she said she wasn't, but she was um, saying that she is upset, you know, and she misses her mentor because Robert was her mentor and that, you know, Did he called him brother Robert some shit. I, well, I mean, word on the street is she was, she was one of his girlfriends. So, Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I just like knowing that context. Unfortunately, it makes sense why she would defend this nigga. But girl, defending Robert Kelly in 2020 of the year of all Al Gore's internet, and then tripling down on it, like you could have just said nothing. Yeah, this is one of them times where shutting the fuck up would have been like the better pick. Extremely the better pick. Um. Um, trigger warning for anyone who may be triggered. Um, these next couple of stories we will be talking about abuse, uh, which um includes but is not limited to uh sexual uh sexual assault. So again, trigger warning. Um, if you don't want to uh, listen, um, skip forward. I will say about. Actually, you know, I think. Um, because today we're gonna we're gonna today we're not gonna do HBCU fashions. We'll we'll bring them back next week. But uh, I was looking; it was kind of mid today. I wasn't too pleased with what I was seeing. Um, True. Yeah. If yeah, it's about to get a little heavy. So if if this is that time for you, we thank you for listening, and you know we love you and we care about your personal safety first and foremost. And we hope that you got plenty out of this here episode. Um, we will be back next week. And we'll have lots of sessions next week, I'm sure, because next week is going to be the week that niggas is going home for the holidays. And so... In the Panasonic. In the Panasonic. So it's going to be some stuff. So this Proof. week, yeah, we're, we're going we're gonna to hold off. We're going to let the beat build, basically. But, yeah, if, if, you have this, if you have a more sensitive constitution and don't want to deal with 
some heavy things. I don't even want to mention names that we're going to get into, but it's going to get a little heavy. Um, so know that that's coming and feel free to eject now. It is all good. We thank you and we love you. And, you know, you can go to that final 15 seconds of the episode to hit a crown royal closeout um, at this time. And with that said, let's just go ahead on and continue, shall we? Indeed. Um, so if FKA Twigs has sued her ex-boyfriend Shia LaBeouf, accusing the actor of sexual battery, assault, and infliction of emotional distress, the musician who filed the lawsuit in Los Angeles Supreme Superior Court um, and the actor dated... Uh, for about a year in 2018-2019 after working together on the film Honey Boy. Uh, quote, Shia LaBeouf hurts women, uh, states the lawsuit obtained by Variety. He uses them, he abuses them both physically and mentally. He is dangerous. The lawsuit lays out a slew of horrific allegations, painting a, ver- painting a picture of LaBeouf and artistically... Uh, outlandish artist whose work has been praised despite a long history of legal issues overshadowing his career. Miss um, Twiggs, born um, Talia Barnett, is the man in a trial by jury. The musician was uh, once uh, woken up by LaBeouf, towering over her, violently squeezing her arms against her will and choking her, according to the lawsuit. The alleged incident occurred during a trip to celebrate Valentine's Day in 2019. Uh, As he was strangling her, as the lawsuit claims, he was whispering, if you don't stop, you're going to lose me. Um, After, I'll just read a little bit more. Um, After the alleged incident, uh, LaBeouf became became manic while driving back to his home. Barnett tried to get out of the car as he threatened to crash the car unless he professed her eternal love for him. And throughout, and though he briefly stopped at a gas station, he violently attacked her, throwing her against the car, screaming in her face, and attempting to strangle her before putting, forcing her to get back in the car. Um, once this broke, there were more stories of uh, women, either on a, a platonic level or romantic level, um, in uh, uh, Shia LaBeouf's past that had that also came forward and collaborated. That this is what he does um he issued a statement and apology if you want to call it that um basically confirming don't worry i don't uh, (laughs) exactly (laughs) uh basically confirming um the allegations to be true um and saying that he has hurt multiple people throughout his um career and that he doesn't deserve forgiveness and stuff, which again is why I didn't say it was an apology because that is kind of like classic abuser, like gaslighting one-on-one where it's like, oh, I am so terrible. I don't deserve forgiveness. Well, motherfucker, you wasn't getting it anyway. So like, <laughs> what the fuck are you even you talking about? You see that he had a mask on and they said, love me like you hate me? Yeah. And it's like, dude, what is what is that all about? Why would you... Why would you be that that tongue in cheek about something that's pretty fucking serious? Right. Um so as far as the lawsuit itself goes, again, I feel like this is kind of an open and shut case because again, the nigga pretty much admitted to it that it's true. Um but again, this is you know our legal system, which we know is some bullshit. So we'll have to see, but this 
I'll be honest, it was shocking to me. Not not in the sense of like, I'm like, oh, Shia LaBeouf, how could you? Because y'all know me. I don't put shit past nobody. Uh, right. Especially in 2020. It just came out of left field because like, I, I can't tell you the last time I even thought about Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, I yeah, I forgot he was a, a thing. Right. So. I didn't I didn't even know Shia LaBeouf was still with us. So that was the only sense of like, whoa, this kind of came out of nowhere. But I mean again, nigga is an abuser. The white the white nigga is an abuser. He is he is a textbook abuser. Uh, he's even telling you that he's in the textbook abuser in his quote unquote acknowledgement slash apology. That wasn't really an apology. Right. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I we hate to see it. And shout out to FK Twigs for coming forward with her story. Yes. And um, you know, we hope justice is served and we hope that maybe this is the dagger in Shia LaBeouf's career because acting hasn't already killed him. So <laughs> well, you're not wrong. Um, and whatever justice looks like for Miss Diggs, like I want that for her. Like whatever justice or restitution looks like for her, I wish that for her and also any other person that uh, Shia has harmed. Because uh, this nigga got like a goddamn Rolodex of like just shitty behavior that. I don't think most of us knew because again, when when is the fucking last time you thought of Shia fucking LaBeouf? You know what I mean? But like that does not just because he may be faded from our realm of consciousness, that does not mean that the abuse that he the abuse and trail of terror that he's left uh needs to be erased. It should it needs to be talked about, it needs to be brought to the forefront. He needs to be held accountable as to the best extent that uh the law can um, and should uh, provide. And again, hopefully his victims find peace, whatever that peace looks like for them. Indeed. What else we got? Um, well, we have this. Um, a for- today it was reported um, a former aide to Governor Andrew Como on Sunday accused him of sexual harassment, asserting that the governor will often discuss her physical appearance, something that she said occurred over the course of years. Quote, I could never anticipate what to expect. Would I be grilled on my work or harassed about my looks? Um, Lindsay Boylan, the former aide wrote on Twitter, or could it be both in the same conversation? Ms. Boylan declined multiple requests for, for further comments. She has thus far discussed no specific allegations, nor does she provide any cooperation. On Sunday, a spokeswoman for the governor flat out denied the allegations. Um, at a news conference Monday, the governor did the same. He said, quote, uh, <laughs> was it? <laughs> this sounds, this definitely sounds like the, the words of an innocent man, but I'll read it anyway. Um, quote, look, I fought for and I believe a woman has the right to come forward and express her opinion and express issues and concerns that she has, but it is just not true. Well, that definitely sounds like the, that definitely sounds like the words of somebody that is innocent. Uh, as of Monday, Miss Boylan was adhering to her policy of not taking any questions from reporters on the topic. 
She said, quote, I have no interest in talking to journalists. She wrote on Twitter, I am about validating the experiences of countless women and making sure abuse stops. My worst fear is that discontinues. Well, all right. <laughs> um, and then it honestly uh, collaborates with the story that we just talked about because uh, uh, FK Twix chimed in on this very thing uh, on Friday. So, um, it is def it's her right to like not speak on it. Like, I'm not like. I, but I'm uh, this. This is not Twitter, where it's like, you know, eat, you know, tell me what happened, and you know, say what happened, or else I don't believe you. Like you, she said that she has been harassed by this man. I believe her. Like she is not obligated to tell me or any fucking body else like the details. If she feels like coming forward and sharing those details with her, she. on her own time, if she feels comfortable with that, she will. If not. That's also fine. She doesn't have to. Me, I first and foremost, as I choose to, I believe women. Um, I believe victims. Um, and as me and Bianca said on this show, uh, that mean, we believe victims until they give us a reason not to. And That's as great. of right, as of right now, she has not given us any reason not to. And honestly, I believe her because of Mr. Como's statement, because that ain't the goddamn statement of somebody that is innocent. Also true. Yeah, he, uh, I mean, it's such a low bar to clear, right? In terms of harming people and not harming people, like just don't do it. Right. And don't do it, especially when there's a power imbalance between you and somebody else. Uh, especially that. So yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not thrilled because he was coming off as one of the, better more thoughtful governors and it appears that that's not the case anymore oh i mean trust and believe listen my new york followers or people that i follow that are in new york i saw this story and they was like yeah this is on brand for this motherfucker and i mean i don't know too much about him you know i have to defer to them because like i mean that is you know their state and their governor and you know, they know more about him and his, you know, um, successes and shortcomings, you know, more than I do. So I just have to defer to them. I'm just looking at it from what I see and what I see and hear is just not good. Mm. Uh, Cause that, that whole look I did X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. That sounded like a motherfucker that we about to talk about in a couple of minutes. I did all of this right out for you people. Hello? <laughs> Listen, so it's not looking good for Mr. Combo. So we'll we'll keep an eye on this. Um again, the Miss Boylan, she if she if she decides to go into further detail, that's cool. If she doesn't, that's also cool. She's not obligated to. Um and we'll just go from there. Speaking of speaking of that motherfucker, <clears throat> let me sit up for this. <sighs> so as of today um joe biden has won the fucking presidency for the 84th time <laughs> um the oh well, you know they've been they've been talking all the shit about oh it's rigged oh it's this oh it's that and 
you know, hearing that from them people is just their way of being soul losers trying to take their football and go home, basically. But on, on the day we're recording this, Monday, December 14th, did I get that right? Monday, December 14th. I'll be damned. Look at me. Yeah. Get, getting, getting it right when time is a social construct. Anyhow, <laughs> uh, this was the day the Electoral College got together and they all, you know, cast their official whatevers to make the whatever ratified and whatnot. And so now, you know, it's just a matter of uh, homeboy not fucking it up too much before he is required to leave the office. They're saying now he's probably not going to put up a fight just because he's not in like the best of physical and mental condition, but mm. you never know with them. Anyway, this is not about him. This is about Joe Button. So, Jeremy, you got an article pulled up about him. What's 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 happening? Uh, honestly, I ain't even got an article. This is just from what I've seen and just going off of what I felt in my heart. Um, kind of keeping up with this shit. But um, if you ha- if you have been under a rock and don't know what we're referring to. Um, a audio um leaked of Mr. Joe, Mr. Joe Buttons, uh, pre- president elect. Um, no, no, we, we're not gonna call him the pump it up guy. Come on, that's <laughs> uh, what well, I mean. Pump, 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 punch, pump, punch, pump, <laughs> pump it up. Uh, Joe. That that old white nigga Joe. That's what I call him. I always I call him an old white nigga. That's what I, I call just, him. I, I call him Corn Pop's friend. Uh, <laughs> um, Joe's old white ass. Um, audio leaked of him meeting with black um activists and black um civil rights uh, leaders and what have you. Um, with Kamala there present. Um, where the gist of it was them discussing or them more so bringing concerns to Joe about the lack of representation um, in his cabinet because, you know, black people, you know, I mean, I'm, you can disagree with me if you want, but uh, that nigga owe black people because <laughs> as, as black people, you know, the ones, those of us that wanted to vote and could vote, we voted on record numbers for that motherfucker, not because we fuck with, well, let me not even say that because the, the way some of y'all been carrying on, um, a lot of us don't don't like that, don't like Joe's ass. We just wanted Trump to get the fuck up out of here. Yeah. Uh, and Joe owes us. I mean, he does. I mean, you can feel in how you feel. That's just, Joe owes, Joe owes niggas. Um, and so these, you know, act black, uh, activists and leaders and such was meeting with that nigga like, hey, um, your cabinet is looking uh mighty white. <laughs> um, like where's the where's the color, Joe? Like where's the color? And audio leaked of Joe going full Joe Clark on these black people. You say Joe Clark? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> Like this, like, listen, Joe Biden was talking to them people like he saw them at a whites only counter. <laughs> he, 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 like, I, I'm saying that as a joke, but I'm also like dead ass being serious. Like, that's how, like, just indignant he was talking to them people. Like, Bianca made a comment earlier, like, I've, you know, I've, I, 
wow, I've done for you people and blah, blah, blah. Like, that ain't hyperbole. That's dead ass what that motherfucker said. And so this broke and not only did this break, but this was just like one of like a litany of um, problematic things coming out about Biden's um, <clears throat> from Biden's camp to his transitional team. L listen, him and goddamn Kamala still begging niggas for money right as of right right now um from like just a litany of shit that came out about um that's coming out from his camp uh either in terms of again asking people for money um donations gifts excuse me um questionable cabinet decisions uh oh yeah i've, I've been reading about the the donations thing that was that was weird for a lot of other reasons, right? I mean, niggas is in a, you know, we're in a Panasonic and we, bread is kind of hard to come up off of these days, but. All right. Yeah, that was one of the things where that should have just been like, yo, this is what they doing. This is, this is probably something y'all wasn't too keen on was a thing at all, uh, but it is a thing. It happens every four to eight years. We don't make a big deal about it, except. This nigga's making a big deal out of it. So let's all point and laugh at him instead of, hey, you didn't know this happens, but now you do. So please give us some bread so we can do this right. Right. That was the right way to go about that. And they did not pick it. So, yeah. I mean, shit, even like my whole thing with that was just asking us, period. Like, regardless of whether we knew it was a thing or not, like, nigga, we don't have money. Y'all niggas do. Like, if you want to ask somebody, ask your goddamn lobbyist. <laughs> Shit. Ask the motherfuckers that you actually are accountable to, because the damn show ain't us. <laughs> but back to back to Joe in this specific instance. Um, I think I'm not even necessarily mad at Joe. Um, because I expect nothing less of Joe. Um I'm also mad at the defenses of this shit. Um, I am mad at the exact same people that were telling me and many others, suck it up, shut up and go vote, vote them in and hold them accountable. Y'all niggas know where to be seen with this shit. And not only you know where to be seen with this shit, you are defending this nigga talking to black people like that. Yeah, that's that's the part that gets me. It's like, yo, we we supposed to be doing better about this, and y'all are like, y'all are basically signing off on him talking to you know groups of people who want better like this. Like, we this this was this was the terms and conditions of him winning the election. He has to necessarily listen to us. We are dialed in in ways that we've never been dialed in before, right? Whatever the reasons for those things might be, um, you know, you can feel how you feel about them. But no, we we here now, baby. So you gotta you gotta listen to us because it is it has been made very clear that we're the ones who. Uh, represented the tipping point for his election. So see, all of the dilly dallying, the wishy-washy in, the, the blavity black being, like all that shit gotta go. So, and see, this is, 
okay, let me let me properly gather my thoughts. I did a first of all, Joe shouldn't be that comfortable talking to anybody like that, period. 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 Let alone black people. Let because see, here's the thing. I'm not necessarily too keen on black people getting positions in this in this um cabinet in this administration to be perfectly damn honest um because i already know what time it is like i mean shit i for god's sakes i just saw an article like earlier today before we was recording that was not from a right wing you know source like this was from a legitimate source i just saw an article um today where joe's cabinet is reported to like not repeal like some of that immigration shit that Trump inherited from Obama, Obama that Obama inherited from Bush. Like, I read that shit and I was like, "Well, them kids gonna stay in them cages, unfortunately." Um, so like, I already know what time it is. I already know that this I, I, the nigga literally said before he got the nomination that nothing is going to fundamentally change. That that is a Joe Biden quote from his own damn mouth. Like, so I already know what time it is. So I'm not too keen or like thrilled for black people being in, you know, harmful positions of power within within a harmful structure. But at the same time, if black people want those positions and if they truly do feel like they can do something, make something shake, go ahead. You know, and I'm skeptical and I feel like I have every right to be as somebody who's black and has lived at least a little bit alone a time in this country and also read, which sidebar a lot of you niggas don't do. Um, like I feel like I'm real within my rights to be skeptical, but if you want to get, get a position and try attempt to make something shape, go ahead. However, when you got a, when you got a nigga that literally owes his presidency to us, to black people, and he's talking to them all kind of crazy. And they not, and, and also, they not saying shit. <laughs> like, he berating them and he not, they not saying a goddamn thing. And then you get on social media and you see the same people, the very same people that was screaming and yelling and barking, shut up and vote and do all your complaining and hold them accountable once they get in office. Motherfucker, he got the elect. He's going to get in that damn office. Well, if they got to drag Trump out that motherfucker, he is the next president of the United States. If not now getting on his ass about this shit, when? Yeah, it is It is time to stop putting the pressure on right now. Like that, that's like what, the motherfucker. Like, that's what we said. That's what we said during election week. We were like, yo, it like. I mean, let's say he wins because we didn't, you know, we didn't know when we recorded. Yeah. Let's say he wins. The time is now to put the pressure on him. The time is like, nigga, all these fucking excuses I'm seeing, like, Joe can't do this. They can't do that, blah, blah, blah. This motherfucker is assembling his team now. He is working now. Just because he ain't got the goddamn badge, don't mean he ain't showed up at the office yet. He is working now. He is trying to get shit together now. If not now, getting on his ass when because that's what y'all said y'all said vote him in hold him accountable where is the holding and the accountable 
And don't even say, don't even play in my face saying, well, quote unquote, complaining on social media don't do nothing. Nigga, it was reported that motherfucker was considering putting Rahm Emanuel in his goddamn cabinet. Fucking two days ago, I just, I it just was reported because of backlash and pressure um, about the pick, he is no longer being considered. Don't fucking flam my face and tell me that saying shit on Twitter don't mean shit. Especially as active as these niggas have been on social media. The fuck do you mean? These niggas come, these mom, listen, Kamala got a tweet up asking for money like, like 14 hours ago, nigga. The fuck? <laughs> but this, this is why, this is why, and we said this before, Bianca, and both of us agree here. This, we said this, these next four years, it's gonna show a lot of folks true colors that it was never about liberation, it was just about Trump. Yeah, y'all already showing y'all asses with, with just, just with this, just with this alone, y'all already showing it was never about fighting white supremacy, it was just about Trump. Yep, that's like the people who told one of my homies, was like, yo, I'm I'm here because fuck the cops. So uh do black lives matter? I'm here because fuck the cops. Oh, all right, all right, all right. You said enough. <laughs> yeah. You you said what you needed to say, and you also didn't say what you didn't need to say. So, all right, we see what you about. Um, I was going to ask, something. oh, that's what I was going to say. The fact that that tweet is still up, that just tells me one thing. Everybody's broke. And I think we should close the show on that note. To everybody broke. Unless you got more to say. Everybody talking about all uh, Kamala tweet. Yeah. It's still <laughs> no, I got this to say. I got this to say, and then we'll close out. All right, final words. Let's 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 knock them. <laughs> final words. Um see shit like this is why why more I'm sorry if this comes off me, but fuck it, I'm frustrated. This is why more y'all need to shut the hell up. This is why more y'all need to shut the hell up. Because all that carrying on and grandstanding and performing y'all did about about voting and about holding them accountable, y'all were full of shit. Because y'all can't even, it ain't even, we haven't even gotten to like, we had what? Like we've had this shit, we've had Barack's ass talking about defund the police is a trendy ass slogan, which... Honestly, if you want to hear my real thoughts about that, uh, subscribe to the Patreon because me and Candace talked about that on Ratchet Reloaded, unfiltered. Um, you know, here I try to clean it up a bit, but we've had Nancy Pelosi's old loose neck ass literally being an obstacle to progress. We have had so many instances just this summer alone of not all. Let me let me be clear in saying this: not all, but oh. many. <laughs> hilarious, not all. But many Democrats, most of them, the old guard and those that have like power, we have, they have told us who the fuck we are. Well, they have showed us who the fuck they are. And as Bianca said, this is go time. Y'all niggas said, vote, hold them accountable. If they don't want to be accountable, get rid of them. That's what y'all said. That is what y'all said. And y'all are, y'all ain't nowhere to be found. Or if you are found, you making excuses for these niggas. You can't have it both ways. 
Nope. If you are if you are going to be on people's ass about voting, if you are going to shame non-voters, if you are going to, if you are going to make that your thing, then you need to be the you need to be the first people on these niggas' asses. You need to be the first one on Joel's ass about talking to black folks, you know, kind of goddamn way. You need to be the first one on Barack's ass saying nigga the audacity of you being a former organizer talking about a quote-unquote trendy slogan you need to be right. the first ones to try to get nancy pelosi's old loose neck ass to fuck up out of here because she is literally in the way of progress like dead ass literally y'all need to be the first ones and they used to be a way they used to insult obama they used to call him oh, oh the community organizer president fam get back to your roots right <laughs> right um so yeah like if you gonna do all that grandstanding about the vote, you need to show up and you need to show up and show out and show people what it means to hold people accountable with your vote. Because right now, right now, we getting ready for a whole four years of Joe probably not even doing the barest of minimum, and y'all taping for that motherfucker, and we not gonna go no goddamn well. Everybody's broke. Indeed. Well, <laughs> Everybody's broke. Everybody's broke. Note, yeah, let's go ahead and wrap it here. I got to go my broke ass to the grocery store. And I need to go to my broke ass to bed so I can go to work and be less broke tomorrow, maybe. <laughs> well, this has been the Crown of College podcast for tonight. Thank you for listening. Thank you for, for us. Wait, wait. This ain't Ratchet Ramblings? I said I thought I was recording tonight. Uh, you're doing amazing, Bianca. <laughs> We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. We'll be back with uh, some fashions locked and loaded. And I don't know, maybe some holiday cheer, IDK. But yeah, check us out. Thank you for listening. Peace.